This is Eulogies, written by Lachey Green, directed by Robert Abususi, sound designed by Sandro Estrella, performed by Adelaide Banks as older and Georgia Rose as younger and Lila. This piece contains themes of death and contains strong language that some listeners may find offensive. This is a young lyric project in response to Running With Lions, a co-production between Lyric Hammersmith Theatre and Talawa Theatre Company. Where did I go? Stop asking. He stuffed me in a drawer, suffocated under socks. Stop. He lost me, let me roll under the bed, forgotten in the dark. Where did the lost parts of us go? Do they crawl into cold corners, sit and wait until we need them again? Will we ever need them again? You needed me. You need me now. You speak to me to heal wounds too deep to soothe. You wanted me to need you. It was never something I had to do. Did you get over it? Not over. Just hovering above. Somewhere in the middle, balancing. The in-between of fine, a line we cross with toes tipped. But maybe there is no in-between. No way to be, for we are above thee, and this everyday purgatory keeps us silent and unseen. Farms pushed down on veins, ink stains that savour the pattern only our hands have the pleasure to hold. I give you my hand. And I give you mine. Hands are the biggest sign of love, and we let the warm kiss the soft lips of the cold. Hands never feel lonelier when there's nothing to latch onto. I'm scraping at the sides of life, soaps, lips, lost grips, and I trip over words to find a way to tell you I am more than my mistakes. First time I ever felt loneliness creep into my body and settle like a seeker of asylum. You were there. Until you weren't. Until you left. Until you took all the air in the room of you, not letting me breathe. You can't replace a parent. Not with no cheap compromise Dad found at the Lion's Inn each time. Do I never care to share it? I hate you for leaving me. I place blame on a shadow. Temporary and dark. Because where most children fix the cracks in a loveless place, I played the wrong part and did the opposite. I shat on it and vomited. I came home and put a bomb in the upstairs cupboard. From then, Mum was never the same. She got quiet, never smiled, tucked her lips in, dipped her chin. Never held me, never grinned. Never stroked my cheeks, never played with my chubby baby feet. The thing about the bomb I planted was that the damage I caused was painfully delayed to destroy heart and home. Dad gets fed up, fucks Kathy from the calf, and Mum knows through word of mouth. Cause Kathy's always got her knickers down south, as Nan says. Mum's hands got lonely from the minute she held me. Dad's got lonely from the minute he removed the ring to feel less guilty about betraying his family. They never held hands anymore. But I don't hate my dad. Like I should. He didn't leave me. Like you. 
And though my hands cracked and dried trying to climb out of hell, he held them. Each new layer of skin was welcomed by the hope there would be love for them to meet. I think you preferred victimhood more than motherhood. You had different friends who smelt like cigarette ends, hints of desperation and the upstairs of the 302 bus. Paper thin, whose hollow eyes loomed with echoes begging for help. I told my dad I didn't care, but lies knew we so well when speaking them. I never choked. They say she found another bloke or a new dealer for the coke. The whole thing's a fucking mess and I'm the one who started it. I'm the reason dad got left. Postpartum depression, the GP says. Do you have any history of that in your family? Genetics gives you more predisposition. I am the fruit from the womb. And she kept me safe while I ripened. I'm the fruit of her labor. And I am only whole from the half she broke off to give me, leaving her just that bit empty instead of full. I am the fruit that is bruised and disregarded. Bitter instead of sweet because the apple never falls far from the tree. I want you to come closer to me. I always wanted children. My own family. Big house. And I got some of those things. Just one of those things. Because I lived in Wilsden in the smallest flat. But I had my own child. I stuck to some of those dreams. No. Plans. Lila Rose, the most delicate flower. And when I held her in my hands for the first time, I had never felt so much power to have made the perfect child. I am the code that reads a life story before I was born, Lila Rose. I am built from the bricks that fell from broken homes to shelter me. Hearts torn, shoes worn, out from walking the distance with no end. A woman's body is a garden that grows under any conditions. No matter how high the tide or dry the grass gets, it could rain for weeks, but I still made this human. Perfect cheeks, perfect chubby baby feet. I stroked her softly, showed her all the love denied to me. I met Daniel in college, and he was a sweet talker from the start. I could read in between the layers of his eyes so deeply. I hid my infatuation with no disguise. Daniel was one of those guys who would see you and be like, Yo, my side. Over time, I peeled wallpaper back to see the paint left behind, and he softened up. Lent me his hand, and it just felt right to hold. Answered questions I didn't even know I'd asked. Gave me reason to believe there was a life and past where your old lover will find you in the next timeline. And Daniel was my line of time where everything made sense. We date and it's fucking intense. I mean, your first love feels like acid on care. And it's fucking intense. He loved me loudly. So loud it shouted into the ventricles of my heart. He spoke my love language so fluently. It was his mother tongue. And as a boy from the ends... 
I didn't know he had it in him. He had parts of me in him. Parts of Wembley in him. Parts of Jamaica and Ghana in him. Parts of Notting Hill Carnival in him. Parts of drill and dancehall in him. A year later, Lila Rose is on the way. I'll never forget the look on his face as it met mine like I told him. Today, Dee, I'm going to kill you. Cut your body up and sell it on Housden Market. Then that look of pure fear eased and he smiled and said, Say swear, I'm going to be a dad. We're going to be a family. If you could see feelings into bottles, that's one I would keep. Preserved and safe, short and sweet. Dad wasn't too happy, but I was his little girl, so he had to be. Parenthood. Duality. See, when I told you before I wanted my own little family, I really did get it. Even if we're young, we'll make it through. And we do. Until eight months of Lila growing inside of me. It's then the plants are ripped at the roots. Daniel sees ops in Stonebridge. They fight over postcode and street names that don't claim them back. Said he's here to buck his boy, but he's not into all of that. But they don't hear words, they see red. Now it's black versus black. Said, allow it fam, I don't want to fight you, because I know better than that. I know better than that, because I'm going to be a dad. But the guy's not having it, and Daniel gets stabbed. Lifelines on palm sweat. Direct discovery to how much time you have left. Daniel just got the short end of the stick. Something died inside me too. As Lila grew. Kind of been pretty in there. Felt like my insides were rotting. Tarred and black. Just want to know why God took him back. Don't think there's a God, because... Why the fuck would he do that? I remember my dad saying... He's in a better place, but that better place was me. In the folds of my arms, in the short stretch of our flat, on the night walk to Sainsbury's to get donuts, never custard, just jab. In between the space my fingers have. I raise my hand, fingers spaced apart, letting air fill the gaps. Just calling to fill the cracks. He's not in a better place. Fuck that. Postpartum depression, the GP says. And I look at her like, huh? Say that again? Postpartum depression. Oh. Do you have any history of that in your family? Genetics gives you more predisposition. Oh. Lost tatted itself to every empty space on my skin. Press plasters on the lips of my pain. Because even though I lacked fundamental provisions to keep me sane, I gained Lila instead, lost the best part of me, but I tried my best. I come closer to you and I do sort it out eventually. Stuff my pain into back pockets, let her see the painted version of me so she can attempt some form of happy that doesn't seem dysfunctional. She never asked much about her dad at all. But I never failed to tell her how much he loved her. And loved me. As you can see, it was everything but easy. And if I could talk to younger me, I would say... Pain is in our DNA. No. Pain numbs itself and becomes the second skin. We wear it well. 
you wear it well. Why did I go? I had to let you know how to cut the losses we gained. Yet I frame images of you in my mind. The younger me, less aged but somehow more wise. I have to let you go. I've carried you so far. First steps are the hardest. You can run now. I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but I've been thinking, and I just want you to let go of the pain, Mum. Don't let it fester inside. Grow tall and wide to fill you. I am built from the bricks that fell from broken homes to shelter me. Hearts torn, shoes worn out from walking the distance with no end. But here is the end. Secondhand pain doesn't have to break us too. You wait for it to infect your soul. But what good will waiting do? I'm conditioned to know the past is present. It lives through me. Because I am testament to the fact that renewal is inevitable. And my mother's love lives through me. And hers before her. Yes, sometimes it hurts. Intergenerational curse. Singing the same song and verse. But I am changing the words. Learning myself. Learning time. Taking the longer sentences in my story and throwing them into the night and stars. North is true. If you follow what they tell you, you will see the hardest parts that got you here. And never in vain, but show you pain is not the end, but simply a beginning. We can remedy our ruin, because the cure is already within you. As it lives in me, we can sew the holes in our story. I love you, Lala. And I love you. Secondhand pain doesn't have to break us to you. We will sew the holes in our story.